0: Welcome back to Breakthrough Conversations, guys. My name is Brett English. I'm Ryan Tager. And we bring you the guests and have the conversations to give you the tools to break through whatever it is you're going through in this life. And today, we've got Theodorus Photopoulos. He is known as Holistic Hercules. He's a holistic coach specializing in breathwork, meditation, tantra, sexuality, and relationships. Now, this man is transforming lives and awakening the divinity within us all. Now, I want you to stick around. You don't want to miss this. Save it to your phone. Save it to your computer. Save it to something.
1: Like, share, and subscribe.
0: <laughs> Gotta give value first, man. Got yeah, Best
2: yeah. Let's let's keep it like nice that. Man.
0: <laughs> How did you uh, get into this line of work?
2: Uh, so um, for me, everything started uh, when I had like some really. Uh, Difficult situations when I was uh, a teenager. Yeah. so when I was in Greece and I was 16 years old like uh, uh, I was involved in a very terrible uh, car accident where I almost lost my life oh, wow. Oh, wow. So okay. my best friend was driving and we crashed with 140 kilometers oh, damn. <laughs> In the corner of a wall. Yeah, and as the passenger passenger I wasn't wor- uh, wearing any seatbelt or uh, yeah. airbag and literally, like we crashed. And the last thing I remember is I got inside the car. Yeah. And after that, everything was blank. So I woke up uh, for the first time inside the first hospital that they took us. And I was inside the elevator on a, on a bed. Yeah. And I opened my eyes for the first time. And I see my dad and some doctors on top of me. Yeah. And I realized straight away that Something bad, bad it, happened. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, my dad like seemed like sort of worried. Like I will never forget his face like, yeah, during yeah. that. And and yeah, like I felt that there was something wrong with my leg. Yeah. And, and my my femur like was completely shattered. Like I, it broke in half.
1: Oh, so man. I felt
2: that there was something there, and I went to move it, and all of a sudden I heard this cracking sound, and yeah. I completely <laughs> passed straight away. You passed out. I passed out uh, from 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 the pain. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then I woke up uh, afterwards, probably. I remember if it was the same day or the next day in in the next hospital where I stayed for twelve days and this is where I had my surgery and all the stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that was my my first experience and uh, it's it's an experience that literally changed completely my life. Yeah. Because imagine like uh, your nervous system receiving such a such a sure. uh, such a shock that completely disconnected me from my body yeah. and literally the PTSD that I had after that was so intense. Um, that literally led me to, to my path. Yeah. And then after that experience, two years afterwards, I had another intense uh, experience where I got involved in a, in a massive brawl. Yeah. And I got surrounded by 20 people and I had my friends behind me and uh, everybody left me.
1: Oh, wow. And it was wow. the first
2: time in my life that literally my brothers weren't there for it, me. Yeah. And I was always someone that was looking after everyone in my brotherhood and yeah so imagine the shock from that first of all actually being left completely alone you know to deal with something so confronting yeah and through that uh, i got stabbed and i got hit like with metallic bars and all this you know like it was such an all intense this, yeah. experience like i could easily lose my life again yeah so yeah i had those two two like um intense experiences that yeah left me with uh, pretty bad ptsd and uh I was, I was very connected with myself before that, yeah. uh, and after that I was completely disconnected. So, yeah. you know, like my nervous system was so hyperactive yeah. and that led me basically to, you know, to try to figure out ways how to connect with myself back.
1: Yeah.
2: And then I found basically physiotherapy, massage therapy and all the stuff. And this is where I started like exploring, you know, everything. Yeah and yeah, my whole path into healing, yeah. healing first of all myself.
1: Yeah. And then and then others started. Yeah, that's crazy. That's it's a, a, it's it's a, a wild <laughs> story. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Like it was like I can only imagine what it's like having that like that accident and then waking up and seeing your father there. But like, what were you thinking? Well, like, what was your um, emotional state after you got out and you're actually starting to live your life life again? Um, it was, it was
2: very interesting because I was an athlete also, so yeah. I was playing uh, water polo back then and then probably after three years, I played professionally also for one year. Yeah. So I was always like, I come from a, sp- from a f- sports family and this is my path in the beginning. Like I was always an athlete, like yeah. that's the, the identity that I have created. Um, but because I, I was so disconnected from, from myself, um, it was very difficult for me to navigate it, yeah. and I remember also like uh, my mom used to ask me consistently to to uh, give me support and all the stuff. She was trying to get me to go and see like psychologists and all the stuff, but they, I never did. Yeah. Like it was so because um, because of the because of my nervous system, I was so disconnected, and the pain was so intense that I didn't know how obviously to to deal with it. Yeah, um, and yeah, like uh, it was very. Um, very painful. I got. Yeah. Uh, I started having addictive behaviors, so especially with uh, stimulants like caffeine, pre-workouts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I started yeah. like obviously like seeking things like that because I was always on fight or flight.
1: Yeah.
2: And this this was a way for me to self-medicate myself. Yeah. But then also I got addicted to pornography and yeah. and sex. That was literally all of my probably. The next twelve to fourteen years for myself.
1: Oh wow! Okay, years. Yeah, Before, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was a long time. Yeah yeah, 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 it was a long
2: time. So, yeah, so like, yeah, I was I was really because um, of that disconnection. It was really for it was really difficult for me to uh, to navigate life, and I really felt stuck for for a long time. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it was
1: <laughs> it was very interesting experience. Yeah. I can yeah. imagine. What was the first step that you kind of you took into like? rediscovering your identity. Um,
2: It was actually, uh, it took me a lot of years and I was really, I I think I was trying subconsciously, uh, I was trying to, to connect with myself through sexuality.
1: Yeah.
2: But, uh, but I couldn't connect with myself.
0: Yeah. So it
2: was mostly like uh, through my interactions with women. Yeah. So that, that was the first way, but I think of my addiction with pornography was making like making it really difficult and it was really uh, conflicting at the same time and i couldn't get somewhere with that but then obviously like i started studying a lot uh the human body yeah Uh, that's that was the way for me to actually like uh, try to um to connect with my body first of all yeah yeah. and yeah i started a lot learning a lot about like you know physiotherapy and in general, modalities that they have to do with
0: somatic uh, yeah, yeah, you know, work. Do you remember yeah. some of the tools that really helped you come out of that into who you are now, into coaching man and all that sort of um, stuff? What would the-
2: so, first of all, a big step for me to move forward was actually to uh, to tap into my autonomic nervous system, so mm. go from a uh, sympathetic response to parasympathetic. Yeah. Which, if you cannot go there, there's no way that you can actually actually provide some kind of uh, relief. First of all. Yeah. And then even having the ability to explore everything else. Mm. So first of all, uh, I I worked like through the previous business that I that I was working for, which is a very big. Uh, uh, Australian company in the supplement industry okay nice. and the guy that he was making the products uh, he's a very good naturopath mm. and through him and using like uh, herbs and all the stuff yeah uh, I managed actually to to give a break to my nervous system so mm. I can actually start trying different modalities okay and after giving a break through through working like with with uh, plants I actually started to explore like uh, breath work and meditation and all the stuff. Yeah, and this was the first step basically oh, to,
0: to start actually making a change. Nice, like herbal medicine, know. meditation, breathwork.
2: Yeah. work. Yeah, you've heard the medicine, Chinese, and yeah, yeah, wow. and then breath work meditation, which yeah. is still to, to this day is uh, something that I'm exploring a lot.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you incorporate that into like your daily routine? A hundred percent, yeah, a hundred percent. Well, what would that look like? Like, Ooh,
2: that, that's a good question, yeah, <laughs> because. It has it has evolved a lot uh, throughout the years. So for me, uh, because I'm working like I'm actually exploring tantra and Taoism for the past two years. Uh, So for me, it includes uh, breath work and meditation, sexual practices. It's a big thing for me. Yeah. And usually I will start the day. First of all, as soon as I wake up, the first thing that I do before I even open my eyes, I literally hug myself and I touch my body. Yeah. So I can actually show, okay. I'm back. Yeah. And then I use like mantras, uh, uh, like saying, I love my life, uh, I love my vessel. I love the people that I have in my life. So actually things like that. Yeah. So I can start straight away with, uh, with a positive, um, connecting in a positive way with myself mm-hmm. and reminding also where I am. Yeah. And then I will straight away go to, to my water filter. I will literally bless my water. Yeah. Because we are mostly water, so water carries vibrations. So the first thing, like after that, I do, I go to my water and I actually set my intentions for the day. Yeah. And as soon as I drink it, this carries the intentions inside my body. Okay. And then I start with movement, breath work, and meditation.
1: Okay. You know. Yeah. How long would that generally take you? An hour, an hour and a half? Usually, yeah, ar- around an
2: hour. An hour so an I would hour. usually okay. wake up around five o'clock, five thirty, and I will start everything.
1: Yeah.
2: Some days I may wake up even earlier because I do I do a lot of training and all that stuff. So I may start like 4, 30, 4 o'clock and go and do a very intense session and then come back to, to do my practices. So then my practices change a bit.
0: Mm. Okay. So nice. yeah.
2: But See. majority of the days I will try I will try to, to stand it like that.
1: So you train before you do your practice? If
2: if before I have training, yeah, yeah, some days, some days, yeah, probably yeah. a couple of days a week. Okay. Yeah. So probably for four of the seven days of that week, I started the way I mentioned.
1: Okay, that's yeah. interesting because usually like I, if I'm doing a practice, I usually do my practice first and then train. Yeah, uh, why do you do it? Why do you train first and then do your practice?
2: Because I think is, I really want to be present with myself uh, when I wake up and I want to do my practices and it takes time the way I do it. Yeah. So if I have to wake up, say f- four o'clock just to go and train at 5.30. Yeah. And because of the state that I put myself with my practices, uh, I will go to, to train and I'm, I'm gonna be in a very, very relaxed state. So, ah, okay. so you know, yeah. like you really need to, to consider that. Yeah, yeah that's okay. okay. That's yeah,
1: interesting. Yeah. I've never actually thought about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I
2: really allow myself, like the days that I want to train to start my day, like and go straight and connect like, with, with my warrior. Basically, I'm allowing myself and just wake up, I do just intense breathing. Uh, I will probably do breath of fire or tumor breathing. That's the only thing I will do before training, yeah. so I can actually prepare my nervous system and then I go straight there.
0: Okay. I've, I've heard of breath of fire, but I haven't heard of the second one. What was the second
2: one? Tumor breathing. So tumor this breathing. is yeah. The, so this is a, um, a very ancient breathing from from the Tibetan monks. Yeah. So actually, even Wim Hof, the, the the breath work that he developed, it's actually a type of tumor breath. Okay. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Could you run us through a bit of how that actually works or what to do to get the tumor breath? Or yeah, so there's
2: different, different ways to do it, but uh, like the way I do it basically, uh, and it actually includes like visualization. So okay. first thing, that, the thing that you do, you take some connected breaths mm-hmm. and you basically visualize the space where your, your uh, stomach is and mm-hmm. you visualize an emptiness and then a fire in the middle. Okay. Yep, and then through this visualization and you starting doing the breath, you're actually visualizing with every breath that the fire it's it's getting more and more intense. Okay, nice. So by the end of it, you've created like so much fire within. Mm-hmm. So it's basically to awaken that in yourself. Yeah. Wow. And the way you do it, you inhale through the nose and you exhale through the mouth. So first you take a very intense, it's actually an intense style of breath. And first you do, uh, uh, you take a breath through the nose like very intense, and you actually open up the, the chest area. So you go, and then you retract, that, yeah. and you exhale. So you go, so you go like that. And then the last one, you take a big one, you just hold for a couple of seconds and you relax your shoulder.
0: Yeah.
2: And then what you try to do, which is something that you probably have never heard of, you actually try to push all the air that you have created inside your lungs all the way down to your stomach. So you actually expand your stomach and you try to push all the air down, okay, literally yeah. to go all the way down to your balls. So you basically try to activate your your primal energy. Oh, okay. It's really, for a workout, yeah, like, it's yeah. really yeah. intense. Yeah, yeah, so it's actually a great that's way, that's dope, yeah, yeah. yeah. How many breaths
1: do you would you usually take?
2: Uh, sets of ten usually because it's really tense intense like if you go more than that like actually even with my roommates we had some experience like some of them are passing out like
0: you know when oh, we do it really? at the beach yeah, and all yeah, the stuff yeah. yeah
2: yeah it's it's very intense it's very intense but at the same time when you practice it a lot and you actually get it right, you will literally feel all this energy like all over all over your body and all the stuff and actually properly feel that awesome. you know. yeah, awesome. as a man you will probably. Feel Properly fill
1: your, your balls, balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is very important <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Connecting with your as- with that aspect of self yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that one of your <laughs> practice before you go into like a sexual engagement? Um,
2: it depends, yeah, it depends. Okay. The thing is with me because I start my day like that and I play a lot with sexual energy So I actually have the ability to create first of all arousal for myself Yeah, and I'm saying that because for, for us men especially everything comes external so we actually seek even stimulation and arousal always externally. So the majority of us do not have the ability to create some kind of you know, arousal from within or sexual yeah, energy. Yeah. So for me, when I start like that my day, like, and, and I have the ability to create sexual energy and move it all over my body, so it's something that I do in the beginning and then you know, I'm, I'm there no matter what. Okay, so I don't yeah, really yeah. have to, to do that.
1: Oh, okay, before. Wow, that's powerful.
2: Yeah, yeah, before sexual
1: encounters, so, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. How was your first like proper like breathwork experience? Like the one that kind of gave that gave you an aha, aha moment.
2: Uh, like a wow moment. I actually explored for the first time. Uh, I think it was uh, Wim Hof. Yeah. So I started like playing with that. And yeah, then th- through that and seeing like the potentials and actually uh, I had some profound experiences because I'm usually very intense with how I do things. So when I discover something, I will go like really, (laughs) really, really deep with that. So I remember like in the probably first month when I started exploring Wim Hof, I started doing it morning and night and probably ten times a day, like ten rounds a day. Yeah. So after that, because I was liberating so much, like even endogenous DMT, you know, because we carry a lot on our lungs, I started having like very profound experiences, even like very visual.
1: Oh, so, wow. uh, okay and
2: back, back then also when I started it, uh, I don't think I even had like a psychedelic experience so it was yeah. actually really crazy, really like a, crazy yeah.
0: for me. Yeah, yeah. Can you yeah. describe some of the visions that you've had in
2: um, those experiences? Uh, usually it would be... Uh, uh, I started seeing actually images of my family, my mom and dad because oh, wow. I'm actually eight and, a half, eight and a half years here in Australia and I haven't seen at all my family oh, yeah, so yeah. I haven't been wow. back at all so it's oh, something wow. that, yeah. Yeah, is missing a lot from my life and yeah like memories started popping up and like uh, you know like um uh, visuals of me hugging them and yeah all these all these different things yeah. Oh, yeah 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 but in general a lot of things from the past
1: okay a lot of things from so
2: the past. is it more like you're unlocking memories that you didn't yeah 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 yeah
1: because the thing is
2: the body stores everything you know yeah and that's why i'm i'm like the way i even like um work with people is I, I have a holistic approach, approach, but especially the body is very important for me because it's missing a lot, especially from, from a lot of practices. Yeah. And especially with psychotherapy and, you know, um, in general, there's psychotherapy, yeah. it's always trying to solve the problem in the mind mm-hmm. and they yeah. completely disregard uh, body and spirit. Yeah. You know? yeah. So for
1: me, it's really important, uh,
2: the body component. Yeah.
1: Uh, how, how important is movement in, in your practice, in your daily practice or just in general?
2: Uh, Coming from someone that uh, after the experiences that I told you in my, uh, in my teenage years, before that I was, as I said, I was really connected. I was dancing, I love dancing and all yeah. that stuff. But after that, I got completely disconnected from that. Yeah. And I was really disconnected from my inner child. So I really struggled to, to have fun. Like I was always someone considered almost like a, like a grandpa. Like from, yeah. from my young age, I was considered almost like an elder in my groups, friend groups and stuff. And I couldn't have fun at all, so I was really disconnected from that. So for me, movement came about like very, very like uh, pretty almost probably the last one year to to tell you the truth.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So before that, I was really disconnected. Even even when I was exploring like, uh, you know, bodybuilding and training yeah. and all the stuff, I was always living stretching and mobility and all that stuff completely away. Yeah. You know, and to the point that because my nervous system was so hyperactive and I was always on fight or flight, this created a much bigger problem because when you have so much restriction on your body, things cannot flow, even energy and yeah, create yeah. such a such a, you know uh such a difficult situation so yeah, yeah yeah so for me as soon as i started adding like movement and mobility work and yoga and all that stuff uh, everything changed completely okay you know you cannot you cannot literally you cannot do all these things and, and 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 make it successful your practice unless you incorporate movement and actually unlocking your muscle and opening up everything if your body is really restricted if you start doing any other practices, it's gonna be really limited of what you can achieve.
1: okay. So you
2: really have to open your body. So what's your movement protocol like? Is it yoga, is it mobility,
1: or or a little bit of both?
2: Yeah, yeah, so I I try to incorporate like a lot of things because uh, I started like doing CrossFit probably three and a half years ago. So this is when I started doing proper like uh, mobility, um, um, like work and all that stuff. And I started, you know, I became literally from someone that, especially my shoulders and my hips were so like tight and restricted. Uh, my mobility has come about like so much better, and yeah. I can actually like you know mm. do even like you know poses and all the stuff like yeah. you know, with other. I still have a long a long way to go. Yeah,
1: yeah, and yeah. And that's the
2: beauty of it. So I really want to explore that. So part of my goals for the next year is literally to to take it to the next level, and I really want to improve yeah, my yeah. mobility and how open my body is
1: yeah i think that's one thing that kind of the few sessions of yoga that i did i used to do yoga a little bit more frequently than i do now yeah it just makes you so much more aware about your body 100 percent. yeah so 100%. much more aware about your body you like this the some things that the yoga teachers makes look so easy and <laughs> yep. you think it's easy but once you get into it it's a lot more of a challenge. It's a yeah, massive challenge. A hundred percent. Especially yeah.
2: especially for for us men, because you know majority of us we really want to, you know, look big and, you know, and, and lean and all that stuff. But um we don't understand that if your body is restricted and the muscles are so tight, even the amount of power that you can actually exert through your training, all that stuff on how much you can lift is very limited. So that's why, I don't know if you have checked even yourself, you have people like uh, very successful bodybuilders like Ben Pakulski or Dorian Yates and all that stuff yeah, yeah, that yeah. they went from being these, you know, like huge, very successful bodybuilders to now consider like almost like a hippie yogi people and yeah, all that stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's, that's the reality of it. Like, yeah. you know, so it, it allows your body to, to even grow and expand
1: in general in so many different ways. Yeah. So I believe for everyone is very important. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think yeah. um, Dorian Yates is the most surprising one. you yeah, yeah, looking at hundred percent, yeah,
2: especially with his background,
1: you know, yeah, he yeah. has a very rough, like, upbringing, all the stuff. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he kind of went into the bodybuilding industry as like the mass monster, dominated. Yeah, he changed. He changed actually the yeah you know, yeah bodybuilding forever. So yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he yeah. did. And now it, I think it was just interesting kind of seeing him make that turn into like yoga and being like a hundred percent super into pr- being present plant and medicine and, and yeah. you know
2: ayahuasca yeah. and all the stuff you know it's actually he's such a great role model now because um you know i believe personally like the bodybuilding industry is so toxic and yeah, you know, yeah in yeah. general like there's so many uh unhealthy behaviors there and him and Ben Palkulski in a way, they they're actually changing that a lot. Yeah. You know, because the people look after look up to them and all the stuff. So actually like, you know, it's it's such a much
1: healthier role model for men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know? they are, they are. Ben Pakalski as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Watch a couple of podcasts with him. I haven't never really paid heaps of attention to him. I think yeah. um the one podcast I watched was with uh, Tom Billyu on um, yeah, yeah yeah that yeah, podcast yeah. and I was like wow this guy is um, he actually every really level yeah
2: he's he's actually um, the way he changed also it's through actually having his first Ayahuasca
0: ceremony oh really that's what allowed
2: him also to go yeah. there which is really crazy oh interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah I yeah. did not know that
2: yeah he actually shared that on one of his podcasts and stuff yeah and I remember uh, I did at some point. Um, I think it was two or two and a half day retreat uh, where I did Ayahuasca and Huatsuma ceremony. And I remember coming back and I, lis- I listened to a podcast where he mentioned uh, a lot of things in regards to his Ayahuasca ceremony. And I rem- yeah. like I, I actually resonated so much and I sent him a message straight away and he replied back. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. But but this is where where he actually changed. Okay. Yeah. Completely, yeah. He went. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way he looked after his body and everything yeah. is so different. And if someone was
0: looking at dabbling in psychedelics for whatever reason, yeah. what advice would you give to them to make sure that it runs smoothly or they get what they're looking for out of it?
2: So for me, first of all, the most important aspect is actually educating yourself. Mm-hmm. So first of all, actually like educate yourself and there's plenty of resources out there on the internet from people that they, that they provide actually the right information and all that stuff. There's yeah. plenty of documentaries that you can watch for any kind of plant medicine that you want to explore. So definitely, first of all, educate yourself, understand uh, understand each medicine, like the medicine that you want to work with. And then first of all, uh, understand why you want to go there. Understand your why. and. Not that you just want to get fucked
1: up. Yeah, like that,
2: that's a problem. Like, uh, and because I've been in a lot of ceremonies and circles and all that stuff, and I see a lot of times you see the same people coming to, to the ceremonies and all that stuff. And every time that you will go, you see them probably in a worse state than they were before. Well, yeah. And it's a big problem in general, like with uh, with the spiritual circles and all that stuff. There's no integration. There's massive egos also there. And... and yeah, it's, it's something that I've that I've seen a lot. Yeah, and it's it's, it's the trap also that I felt also myself personally. And, you know, like I had to learn the, the hard way also. There's no integration. There's no tools also to 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 integrate the experience in your life after having a, a very Profound experience like that, yeah, and it can easily like take you take you the wrong way afterwards, like That's you very are, true, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Know like problem, yeah. you know, you and this
0: huge experience, how do you go to work the next day? Yeah,
2: how, yeah, how do you get back <laughs> to your everyday life when you're actually like your whole paradigm changed completely, and you had like this profound experience that showed you, you know, most probably like who you are or what you have to deal with, and you've actually seen aspect of yourself that you didn't know that they existed. How do you take that back to your everyday life and you actually apply the teachings, you know, or yeah, the yeah, things yeah. that you've experienced there on your life? That doesn't exist. Exactly.
0: So and is, that's, a, is that what you're sort of doing with your, with your coaching and your holistic... Uh, that's, that's why
2: after having my own experiences, i have actually exploring all these different things from, you know, like Tundra, breath work, like all those different things. Because essentially, uh, as a person, I'm someone that I want to create my own model of working with people,
1: yeah.
2: you know, and, you know, like, uh, there's no wrong or right way to do it. Like, that's that's a thing mm-hmm. for sure. So as long as you you know you you do it for the right reasons. First of all, as a practitioner, or as a, or as a healer, or as we, whichever way you're gonna call it, mm-hmm. as uh, if you have checked properly with yourself and, and you are in integrity and you're actually doing it for the right reasons, and you don't actually perceive yourself as a. Guru or as a Messiah, and you know, yeah, yeah. you see yourself as this god-like figure that you want to basically like go out there and pretend to yeah come come here to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna heal you. Yeah. This is this is the thing that I see that a lot and like it really pisses me off. So for me, um, as a practitioner or healer, whichever way you wanna call it, I see myself as a guide. So yeah. I always say to people, it's your responsibility to heal. I'm just gonna give you the tools and I'm gonna show you the things that I know. And, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. But I'm not going to pretend to be, um, um, you know, yeah, yeah I'm a messiah, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's it's everybody's responsibility to learn themselves and heal. Yeah. So it's be, as long That's as the it.
1: intentions are pure.
2: A hundred percent. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's a, no, there's a lot of people out there mm-hmm. that their intentions are not pure because um, during and thi- <laughs> this is a big thing that I see with spirituality, man, uh, and I'm pretty sure like probably you've seen it yourselves. Um, they completely disregard the dark side and the yeah. shadow self. Yeah. So always you see all these people, they say, yeah, uh, it's always love and compassion. And you, you see them completely disregard their, their darkness. Mm, and yeah. this, is, this is something that creates a big problem. Because they don't understand like how the ego, the ego itself, actually comes into play yeah. and can actually consume them and actually take them to a place that you know essentially they, yeah. can create problem to people that work with them.
0: I always thought like by suppressing it, it just gets larger and larger and larger. Yeah, yeah, but and but it see, creates problems they can't.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. But see it on a on a big scale, like actually what's happening at the moment in the world. Yeah, and and this is something that I saw especially here in Australia. Mm. Uh, people are completely um, ignorant and, and they, they don't even accept at all that there's actually evil out there oh, yeah. or darkness and yeah. they live in this utopia and they think everything yeah. is oh, always going to be. Yeah. And this this is a big problem with Australia. That's why like the whole, yeah. you know, the way people deal with the situation now, they really have to uh, shut uh, themselves from any kind of other information and they have to trust the government and what's passed on to them through the media and all the stuff. Because if they actually start allowing themselves to receive something different, they're gonna lose their minds. Yeah, you know, yeah. so they they have to protect themselves in a way. Yeah,
0: that's, yeah. that's true. Yeah, no, no, yeah. That's true, yeah. I see a massive shadow of this in a whole planet that's coming to the surface. Like um, hundred percent. Epstein yeah. and whatever. Who were the other guys? <laughs> I don't know there's too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's too many, bro. Yeah, yeah, too yeah. Many. But like, Who, I, was I, I saw this video of this guy on <laughs> Instagram just yesterday, and he's yeah. saying he's like, he's like um this whole COVID thing and like all the um, Epstein thing is it's like the COVID thing is being amplified so much to cover up the Epstein thing. Yeah. So the Epstein's the tip of the iceberg. If people find out the whole world's run by pedophiles, oh, right. not the whole world, but with like a big majority <laughs> yeah, even yeah. in Australian politics. There was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There was two um, former prime ministers on the list of pedophiles that yeah. they suppressed because people wouldn't be able to handle it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: um, if that stuff is being unle- unleashed or what do you what do you call it, uncovered now, yep. how do people deal with that when it, when it comes to mental health and that sort of thing? Like, do you think there's going to be a Absolute crisis coming, or, or we're already in the middle middle of it. Oh yeah, People yeah. People are gonna see their own shadow, or see themselves in different reflections yeah. or whatever.
2: Yeah, we're actually, I think, uh, as a collective, we are going through a dark night of the soul. So we're actually yeah. experiencing that as a collective. Yeah. And the thing is, that's why you have the rise at the moment, like even from plant medicine, uh, holistic healers, and in general, like psychics and all the stuff. Like there's actually like it, it all comes up in the surface because people with what we're dealing at the moment Mm. actively are seeking for people like that actually to, to, you know, to either heal or like uh, uh, educate themselves and in general actually change because obviously um, COVID like the whole situation that God created gave us the opportunity for the first time to actually take a pause because we were closed up inside our houses and we actually had to deal with our set. So actually that came, uh, that, that gave the opportunity to people to start actually reflecting on where they are. And mm. the, you know, you had so many people actually, uh, husband and wife and all of a sudden they stayed in the house and they saw, off, oh, you know, I'm not supposed to be with that person. Like it actually gave the opportunity to people to deal with their situation mm. and not keep escaping by keeping busy and yeah. using yeah. all these different avenues to take themselves away from you know, and the yeah, reality. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, very that's, that's very true. And that's why this whole purging is happening at the moment. So, you know. Yeah. It's the best thing that ever happened, you know? <laughs> it is,
0: yeah, it is yeah, that's the best true. thing ever, yeah. ever, yeah, best thing happened, ever right? happened. Yeah, thing in everything, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. yeah. But it's also a scary thing. It's very scary. Like, it is, for a lot it is. People, it is for a lot of people. A hundred percent. It's like some of, the, some of these people, pretty much what you said, they're so used to the hustle and bustle of life. Yeah. When everyone has been forced to stop and sit down and be like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what do i do who am i like like what is it what does this all mean like (laughs) when you and then you're being fed all this information and you're being fed like a just a just a flow of just nonsense (laughs) Yeah, yeah and then you have to like go out there and just try and figure out what is truth what is what is not and you're going to, um, and then there's a divide between all your friends and your your family and. Oh yeah, that, that's yeah. the that
2: segregation.
1: There is a big thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah, like it's a there's a massive divide. Even like, family friends and it's you're just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> well, what is going on? You have no idea yeah. what the fuck is going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you actually, you you have no other option but to just truly dive within and figure out like, what is, truth or whatever yeah. it is. And,
2: it's it's literally what is
1: your truth. Yeah, this is yeah. this is what
2: people have to do. You know, first of all, you have to reclaim your power as an individual, because if you don't do that, we're not going to be able as a collective to change the world. And unfortunately, um, it really starts from 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 all of us, like how we are brought up as kids and the trauma that we experience from from that yet. Because mm. if you see it, if you if you really break it down, we're all like very traumatized, hurt kids that, you know, majority of us never felt safe and we never like received the unconditional law from our parents. And unfortunately when you never felt safe, you know, then the government comes and they provide you that f- safe, false sense safety. of safety yeah. but at the same time they, they take all your rights, that, you know, but you still think that they're there for you. And that's a big problem and that's why people, they find it so difficult to believe any sort, any any kind of other information or yeah, truth yeah. that yeah. is out there, because the only thing that they're seeking is literally safety, and especially with Australia, because like you know, as as a country, you had it so good for so long, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. now that this is happening, people cannot even believe, yeah, it can't you know. Do with it. yeah. yeah, it's so it's so difficult for them to actually accept that this is even happening.
0: Even That's like,
2: why, you know, sorry,
0: it's just like a massive, it's like a forcing. Of everyone to question their reality. Yeah. To question yeah. their system they're living in, which, is, which yeah. can be daunting, you know? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, luckily, I've grown up as a teenager, like watching conspiracy documentaries. just coming I'm like I knew it. <laughs> but then I think to myself, I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, did I, did I, did I, did I, am I manifesting this, this dark reality myself yeah. because of the belief I had? In the New World Order and all this stuff as a teenager. Yeah. Which is a scary thought, you know? Of course, of course. That's like a spiritual thing.
2: Yeah. But that's a thing. Uh, you know, you were lucky and, and you had like the ability to critically think from a very young age and you were open to, you know, all these other things. Mm. You know, the same hap- thing happened to me also. Like, you know, but majority of people, unfortunately, they're not like that. Yeah. That's you true. know, it's, and especially like when you have like, you know, I, I believe like a lot of people actually grew up in an environment where. They have probably a very dominant dad or Mm. like in a very controlling environment that never they never got the opportunity to develop Themselves and actually understand from a young age what they like what they want to do and all that stuff But Mm. everything was being put into their head and they've been conditioned So when you've learned to live like that, of course You're gonna believe what the government tells you because you always believed, you know, what? Your parents told you, video. or the yeah. system told you. you know? Or the
1: authority told yeah, you. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. That's why we have to go back to ourselves and actually go back to how we were as kids and actually ask the questions and connect with our inner child and our truth. Because if you don't do that, unfortunately, you're never going to live. You know, no, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, it's very important.
0: That's true. I was getting a bit of a spiritual ego myself. But then when I get some inner work done, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing really good. I'm doing great. Like, <laughs> I can be a coach and all this shit. And something happens, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I thought I'd dealt with this, but it's just coming back even nah. with, with a vengeance, you know? Yeah, A hundred
2: percent. And the thing is, uh, and this is something for myself because, and the reason actually why I, I've put myself through so many uh, psychedelic experiences and, and, and taking myself to the extreme to actually have ceremonies is because, uh, I was seeking consistently a way to humble myself. Mm. Because at some point I was I was in such a uh, the more I started connecting with with my soul and like literally with the capital S yeah. self of who I am, yes. the, the, the war that I declared actually a war on my ego yeah. and I would take myself into, into a ceremony setting literally to, to, to kill my ego. Like I yeah. thought I thought that, that's the way to go in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So I became so so intense on on that fight that every time that I will come back my ego will come back stronger. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh like, fuck, fuck, here yeah. we go again. <laughs> like you know, but yeah. then <laughs> feeding the machine yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. but then yeah. I realized like you know you really have to 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 accept that part of yourself because the only thing that it is it's an identity and unfortunately it actually carries uh, majority of your experiences, and yeah. you know, like yeah. so many things, and you really have to become teammates with it. You mm-hmm. know, if you don't actually accept your ego, and you create like a relationship with that, that you can both work together, because essentially, is the it's, it's basically the identity to uh, to interact with the external work yeah. World, world. If you don't accept it, you don't actually have the ability to properly interact okay. with the world out there. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And that's, that's, that's the, the tricky thing, like, um, and it goes back to people that they seek enlightenment all the stuff. All of a sudden, you s- see them completely disconnected from that aspect and they're almost like living completely up there, so they don't see themselves even as humans, they completely, yeah. completely, completely escape on. up there. Yeah.
0: It could be like a, a human nature thing, like this is our ancestry, this is our human nature, this is in our DNA, yeah. from all of our like, lineage of war and fighting and scarcity yeah. and animals, whatever it is. And we've got to deal with that and try and evolve our ego to meet. Where our spirits are at, and there's a huge divide. Yeah. I think that's why people are coming on the earth, like yourself, like Beck, and everyone, yeah, else, yeah, yeah, to like lift the whole planet out of our low yeah. vibrational, you know, to a higher, ancestry yeah. state. Yeah, a hundred percent. Which is difficult. That's why when you're trying to, you know, like destroy the ego, you can never destroy it because the ego <laughs> is you. It's <but>, like your <laughs> part human of you, self. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, that's, yeah it's pretty. It
2: it's pretty intense, and and I'm glad. I'm glad we're talking about that because, mm. for me. One of the most profound experiences that I had is when I had uh, my first experience with 5-MODMT, uh, oh, yeah. the so toad. The yeah. Yeah. stuff, yeah. Yeah, when, when I went there, I didn't really know what to expect and all that stuff. And yeah, I had a lot of experience with the other medicines, but mm. uh, that toad is, is a different beast on itself. Oh, okay, And, yeah. and okay. the way it can actually teach you is so different. And, and that how hum- Mike Tyson, man? Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> know, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> as soon as you see someone like Mike, Mike Tyson that was so traumatized, he had this so intense life and all the stuff yeah. and he's been through so much and then he has this experience and you see him all of a sudden like a completely different mm-hmm. human being yeah. and he was able to actually integrate that experience also and completely change his life, like literally 360, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, like uh, that's how I got curious about it also when, I fe- when I've listened to the podcast that he did with Joe Rogan and he started uh, exp- uh, explaining like his own experiences. But when I actually had that experience, um, it's literally so intense uh, the way it teaches you because as soon as you smoke it, mm-hmm. even by the time you finish, you, you're completely gone straight away and there's nothing to hold on. So you're comp- everything that you know, your ego, your, your identity, your, your, uh, your fears, your stresses, everything that it's attached to you, it's completely gone. And it's the only medicine that it will do it, uh, in, in such a profound way. And, and you cannot resist at all. Basically that's, that's why I love it so much yeah. because a lot of people, they're, they're holding on so much to, to, to everything. And they're yeah. so attached to that. You really need to go to such, such intense measures wow. to actually get out of that. That's why I love it. As soon as you take yourself there, there's no way that (laughs) that you're going to be able to resist. Yeah, yeah. you're gone. So actually seeing myself from from uh, for the first time through that experience as a as pure consciousness, because essentially with that medicine, you see yourself how how you are, how, how is life after death, basically after physical death. Yeah. To actually have an experience like that before you're even dying, you actually get permission to live. And that's why I believe it changes completely everything how how you interact with is. how you have your hum, human experience so as soon as I came back from the first time I did it, uh, the way I could appreciate my vessel and and what it allows me to experience, I was just I was blown yeah. away i'm like, oh okay, I get it now okay yeah yeah, yeah. because because uh, there's such a there's such a different um, The way I view it, compared to a lot of people, like a lot of people trying to escape, you know, their their human experience, and Mm -hmm. they feel so uncomfortable in their body, and and you know, even even a lot of people that they explore, like uh, you know, like uh, Buddhism and all the stuff in general, like Eastern philosophies and all the stuff, I I tend to see they're disconnected from the body. They really go up there a lot, and uh, and especially you know, people that they work with medicines they prefer it up there. Yeah. But for me, it was the complete opposite. Like the more experiences I have like that, the more I can actually appreciate my, my vessel. Yeah. And I, I actually found myself like I actually, I'm, I'm so much more in love with who I am in every level yeah, yeah. after having an experience like that. So yeah, it, it definitely changed everything for yeah, me. Man. Yeah, man. I get, get the details from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I want to add to something else,
0: right? Yeah. Um, Tantra. Yeah. Is it possible for a man to have an orgasm without ejaculating? 100%. But that should be the
2: normal. That should be the normal, yeah. That should be the normal.
0: How long did it take to get there? How would someone like myself with no Tantra experience get to that level?
2: Yeah, the thing is uh, Tantra not necessarily uh, will teach you that. Like there's so many different paths that you can take with Tantra. But Taoism uh, is mostly you know like uh, uh, specific with with those practices okay. but tandra includes things from Taoism. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah in general if you want to talk about sexuality and, and uh, non-ejaculatory orgasms, mm-hmm. uh, this is actually like that's, that's our normal and it's really, it's really funny because we've actually gone backwards <laughs>
1: because oh, it, wow,
2: okay because if you think about it 5,000 years ago, people knew that stuff Yeah, and that right. was the normal back then. You know, like imagine how connected they were with with the their, body, yeah. their bodies and now we've gone completely backwards. Yeah. And it makes sense and we can break it down, but um, really like it's so difficult in the beginning to actually rewire the pathway because like you really need to change completely your nervous system and and especially like all us men, like you will probably discover like your, your cock for the first time very young and all that stuff. You know, we start playing. But then when you have your first orgasm and it's so profound, the feeling that you really associate ejaculation with pleasure. And uh, okay, that's yeah. how we get like we actually wire our nervous system. So after that, we, com- we consistently chase to ejaculate, you know, yeah. and because it gives you that feeling afterwards being like really relaxed and especially as a teenager, because like there's so many hormones and all that stuff and so much intensity when you have the, the ejaculation, you calm down completely. So it gives you that that stress relief mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. So that's why we chase it completely. But, you know, put put on the on the on the and also pornography and all the stuff like all the stuff from from a young age mm. and all we knew uh, we know about sexuality is the completely wrong thing, you know. So yeah, yeah. it's not we're never actually connected with with not only just this body part of ourselves, but actually with with our uh, capacity to feel pleasure and like in general, we're not connected at all. Mm-hmm. So literally all you hear, like even even the discussions that we have as, as boys, like with our friends, like from a young age, Oh yeah, I had a one or I masturbated all this and that, yeah, like yeah, yeah. consistently. Oh, how many times did you do it a day? You know? Yeah. And you have all these crazy conversations yeah. that we literally deplete ourselves from a young age. Because even like, like the semen is literally our life's force. Like you literally procreate, you create a life through that. It's not supposed to completely waste it consistently. Yeah. It's something sacred, you know? And it needs to be viewed like that. So we actually, there's no education in regards to that, and you know we've been completely uh, indoctrinated like the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first of all, it's all about education. And it, it, there's actually a lot of work from multiple people out there that is happening at the moment. And at least, you know, even even if you want to find that information in the beginning, it's actually easy now. There's so many people even on YouTube or like in other platforms and all the stuff that they actually provide this information, okay. which is very important. Uh, but then after that, it's all about practice, because, you know, no matter how much you read or you, you watch videos and all that stuff, unless you commit to, your se- to yourself and you make the space a time every week to actually go there and explore yourself like that, you will never change, you know. And, and, and that's the problem. We are conditioned nowadays to seek everything like uh, that needs to happen fast take a pill and become fucking big and lose weight and all that stuff. Like yeah. everything needs to happen fast, but it will never happen like that.
1: It will yeah, never happen. Yeah,
2: yeah. It took you fucking decades to, to get where you're at. It's not gonna change. <laughs> Just That's like that. Yeah, You know, but for me, because you asked me personally myself, uh, it actually, I think it took me four days to have my first, after I started practicing, to have my first uh, non-adjogulatory orgasm. Four days. Four days. That's pretty but, good. But, 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 here is the thing. At
0: the good self-pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Four but
2: days. The thing is with yeah. myself, I actually, uh, I actually, even, I was actually really surprised that I succeeded like that fast. Yeah. And that, that doesn't mean that, After that, like, I was succeeding consistently. It's actually a practice that you need to do consistently. You will fail, you will fail, you will fail, and eventually you will make it consistent, and after that, it's something that you can do all the time, but you need to put the effort. But for me, I remember, uh, before I had my accident, I was really connected with my body, and I remember even uh, when I started, like, ejaculating all the stuff, all of a sudden, because I felt, uh, I was feeling that it was depleting me, all of a sudden, when I was playing with myself, I started actually blocking the spot between my PC muscle and and my balls, actually blocking the semen. So oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 like yeah, literally, yeah. I started like from uh, I think I think I started doing it probably probably 10 years old. But because then I thought, oh fuck, what if I'm doing something wrong? Why I, if I get cancer or something like that because of what I'm doing, actually blocking, blocking my semen yeah. to come out. Uh, like you know, then I stopped doing it. But because I I had that connection with myself, like it was easy for me when I started practicing those things to get there.
0: Oh, you know, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So, yeah. yeah so it was very, it was very interesting. That's true. So the more you regulate your nervous system, the more you do breathwork meditation. It's all connected into this. A hundred percent, hundred percent. That four days are really not really four days. There was all this breathwork all this you, you were doing previously. A hundred percent.
2: That's why I told you that the, the, the most important thing in any work that you can do, even dealing with your traumas like you know anything that you want to do it has to do with your nervous system mm. everything if you cannot actually access your nervous system forget about achieving anything that, that's that's the this thing this is
0: the big conspiracy do you think the uh the vax is an attack on our nervous system
2: oh 100 percent. okay not just uh, on our masculinity or our yeah, on, on our semen or anything like a hundred percent a hundred percent a hundred percent wow and don't get me wrong like because I have a lot of conversations with people and this is where I stand. Uh, in the beginning everything starts with good intentions. Even even yeah. even, even the whole idea of, of 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 vaccines in the beginning started with pure intentions. Yeah. They actually wanted to, to 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 actually protect us and, and you know from diseases and all that stuff. But unfortunately, the whole system that these people that you said before actually created. Um, and, and because everything has become about business and money and power when all that comes into play and you see like scientists, they like, they get thrown so much money into them to actually like fucking do what these people tell them. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, there's so much corruption and such a beautiful thing. You know, became I it believe is, yeah. like yeah. such a such a weapon against us. Hundred percent, yeah, it's scary. And uh, yeah, and especially because like uh, especially as men, I believe we're getting attacked like for so many mm. more than a hundred years now. And you know, yeah,
0: apparently, our test levels are like what from oh, the uh, '80s until now. No, it's like no, half. that. Yeah, yeah.
2: But but men, like it, it, okay, see 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 a simple thing out there. Mm. The steroid use, for example, like you know, like it's such a such a. Uh, i don't even know how to call it like a plague or something it it really it really pisses me off to see 15 16 year old men literally having steroids like Mm. we pick hormonally around like 25 to 30 years old and you see kids as young as that okay because because like that's all they see out there that's what is portrayed as proper masculinity Mm. okay seeking external ways to get that testosterone. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous.
0: Part of the conditioning, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 100, yeah
2: 100, 100%, 100%, 100%. Bro. 100%, 100%. 100%, 100%.
0: Okay, can I ask you something? Um, in your coaching experience, when you've worked, just this is just with men, yeah. are there some common themes that you're seeing in um, men growing up that, that are causing blocks or something in their life that allows them not to be their best or reach their fullest potential?
2: Yeah, 100%. Mm. What we discussed already right, with sexuality, that, that, that it's stuff. it's yeah. the first thing.
0: Okay. but uh, Sexuality is number one on the list.
2: Probably, yeah, yeah. like uh, what I have found, because obviously I, I constantly evolve also. But yeah, for yeah. me, um, as a man, because we're so disconnected from our emotions and this is what I was going to say because yeah. of our dads and all the stuff like that, the way uh, masculinity has been portrayed, like, you know, this is all we see from a young age. Uh, don't feel your emotional, your emotions, be tough, blah, blah, blah. And all the stuff, shut, shut everything down and try to be, you know, like this. Uh, you know, completely a robot-like character, yeah. you know, we disconnect from ourselves. And that, pro- like, that actually, um, uh, you know, when we reach our adult life, adult life has created so much trouble that after that it's so difficult to change it, you know? Um, yeah, but for me, I think it's, it all starts uh, majority of the time from, from our dads.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. and see. Okay. Yeah. You know,
2: um, and I had a conversation a lot of times with, uh, with a lot of my brothers, um, even, even in a ceremonial setting, because uh, there's a lot of work in regards to the mother wound and the father wound even there. Uh, always when, when they ask you, okay, who do you think that had, it had the most influence in your life? Do you think your mom or your dad? Uh, a lot of men, you know, sometimes they will say their mom and all that stuff because that dad was absent. But then when you break it down, you see even your dad's absence had way more impact on how you actually evolved as a kid mm. compared to your mom, even yeah. being there and trying to raise you by yourself. Yeah, you know, like as, as men, like our power is so, is so big that even our absence creates so much, you know, like yeah. uh, trouble and discomfort that, you know, it can be debilitating for. For for a young kid, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I think
2: I, I think I think a lot of a lot of uh, like a lot of our problems as as young men it yeah. starts from that, Wow, you know, a lot of the times, you know, <laughs> okay. that's why I believe a lot of that work like yeah. that we have to do is literally like work on our relationship with, especially our, our uh, mom and dad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. How yeah. did you how did you go about like trying to heal that relation, the relationship with your uh, mom and dad?
2: So, so personally with myself, uh, when I started my healing journey and um, I started it properly probably the past four to four and a half years. Yeah. But the thing is, as I said before, like I'm so intense on the way I do it that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really progress fast because like I'm really, um, uh, I really commit to something. Uh, so with me, I was really fortunate to have like, a, I come from a very loving family. And I received a lot of love in my life uh, as a kid. Uh, And that's why I have a lot of a lot of love to give also at the same time. And I really, I really, uh, you know, like my path was shaped from that also. Uh, And my mom, she's probably the strongest, uh, the strongest feminine that I've seen out there. Uh, she, She was she was a warrior man, like she went after it. She was doing she pursued her purpose and Um, She she was doing like three four jobs and at the same time she would look after all her men like me my brother and my dad Um, Yes, she she, she was the most powerful woman I've ever seen in my life like she was insane, but at the same time she was uh, she never looked after she could never look after herself because everything was so External yeah. and all that stuff. She, she was giving and giving consistently, but she was never filling her own cup yeah. and actually I had a conversation with her uh, Yesterday when I called her on the phone, okay, and I was I'm trying consistently like to to get here to To, to explore that even more like actually yeah. start doing more things about yourself um, And unfortunately, I inherited, I inherited a lot of her behaviors also myself okay. so uh, a lot of people pleasing and mm. always not looking after myself and looking after everyone around me yeah. And then my dad, uh, he had such, such, such beautiful uh, aspects of masculinity and actually uh, he showed me a lot of things that majority of men, uh, fathers do not give to their kids nowadays. Yeah, yeah. So he was someone, he will be always there. So me and my brother, uh, because we're both athletes and all that stuff, our dad never missed a fucking game. He would even come to to trainings and all the stuff. He was always fucking there, yeah, always. Yeah. He would come there to protect me, even when I would fight out there and all the stuff. He he would literally come there. I he was like someone like yeah yeah like he he was a legend. Like uh, uh, it was almost always like I felt I had wings behind me. Yeah, that's why even when I was young I was feeling indestructible. Like I was like okay yeah, let's fucking do it. Always. Yeah, yeah. but at the same time. Um, he, because he was the youngest kid of six, uh, he was that junior, uh, he never got the opportunity to to actually explore himself. Like, uh, his brother and sisters always did everything for him. He had a very... My, my granddad, he was very, like, uh, he was a very strong personality, very controlling and very harsh, like majority of men back then. Yeah, yeah. He was someone that actually fought in both uh, world wars. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a very strong, like, you know, like... Uh, like warrior figure, like, yeah. And yeah, like my dad, like he got so suppressed that uh, because of the way he got parented, he parented the same way, same way me. Yeah. And it was always coming from a place of love. But he couldn't see that the way the way he was trying to control me and the way uh, I always had to basically uh, get love from him by doing the things that he wanted me. And he um, he tried to live a lot. Uh, his life through me and my brother because he he played professional professionally like uh, soccer like in the highest level yeah. But then he stopped uh, So he stopped pursuing his purpose to create a family and then after la- after that he, he he actually lived a life of regret yeah. So he tried to live through us so that actually like created a big problem for me and part of my healing journey was actually a lot to do with that.
1: Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. so
2: so, yeah, and the, it still is something uh, something that I, that I work on because I still don't have a line of communication with my dad that can actually express all those things and um, allow, h- allow him to see also my truth, you know. So again, I'll get there eventually someday. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, yeah, by yeah. the time That's I get good. back to Greece, I will have the yeah. ability to communicate that effectively and uh, allow him to open also and actually properly get in and actually like uh, heal that relationship. So, you know, it's, it's always uh, uh, a it's always in progress, but uh, at least I don't have any resentment because I believe like majority of people when they actually start doing that work, that work straight away, they start like resenting their parents straight away and there's so Mm -hmm. much hate and you know, like create such toxic, you know, energy and you know they cannot get past that so it's important to understand when your where your parents are coming from and, and you know like the experiences that they had and the way they have been brought up and actually like come from a place of compassion for what they've been through mm-hmm. also yeah, yeah, and yeah. see them also as little kids that they also went through so many things so yeah it's it's a pretty interesting yeah,
0: it is very interesting yeah. Right? yeah when it comes to like relationships and things like that i know you yeah you said you had an issue with, with the sex addiction and porn, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Are there anything that you sort of do now, like practice rituals that you have in your relationship to keep it healthy, keep it stable, keep the communication open? Is yeah. there anything like that you can share with us to keep a healthy relationship?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so um, I'm fortunate that for the past one year, uh, I actually have a woman in my life that uh, I feel safe to do that. And there's so much safety and trust within that container that we both have created. Uh, to go there. And I think this is uh, this is missing a lot from relationships nowadays in general, because yeah. uh, women expect everything from the men like that. We have to provide like the safety and everything and all that stuff. And we have to be connected with our emotions and everything. And they they a lot of times do not take responsibility for for themselves. And, you know, uh, nowadays both parties have to work as individuals and then bringing together. So for me, why I'm saying that is because before uh, all the relationships that I had and funny enough, um, I've been in, I was married before and divorced and through my experiences in Australia, actually in two, in two of my, pre, my previous relationships, I was actually the stepdad to six kids.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: So... <laughs>
0: a big responsibility, right? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. So I've taken yeah. like a lot of responsibilities like that, but um, both of my relationships, it was actually... Uh, Battery.
0: Battery. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> By the way, man, are you, are you cold? Is that con too much?
2: Uh, I can deal with it, it's okay. Yeah. I can deal are you with
0: sure? It. Yeah, yeah. I can just change the vent. If you, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, just do it a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> So
0: yeah, hold on man, That's, yeah. I'm feeling bad for you when I feel that, how cold that was, eh?
2: The thing is, I like cold. <laughs> not, not too much, right? Yeah, I love cold. I love my ice baths and everything. But yeah, oh, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah.
0: I do cold showers, but I haven't done a cold bath yet.
2: You haven't had an ice bath yet? Not, not a nice bath yet, man. It's a yeah. game changer. Yeah, I
0: gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do it. I've never done a nice bath. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well,
2: I'll give you your first experience. <laughs> you, you, do you have a nice <laughs> yeah. bath? Yeah, fine, yeah.
0: Okay, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're
2: actually, uh, through the men's night that we do every Thursday with uh, my my tribe, we actually, uh, probably once a month or twice, we'll go to one of the gyms and they have a Finnish sauna that goes up to, up to 130 degrees and we actually do hot and cold immersion, so you go from one to the other yeah. at least two times. And it's such a such a crazy experience. Oh damn. Legit, bro. Yeah. Like it's it's insane. Yeah. Alright, I'm, I'm down, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm done. There, there's That'd a lot, sick, there's yeah. a lot to <laughs> there's a lot to do. Alright.
0: All right. Yeah, so Yeah, six kids.
2: Yeah, so in regards to, to relationships, so yeah, my 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 wounds um, led me there. But the thing is I've I've put a lot of thought into that and I was trying to actually understand um, because the thing is with me, uh, because of my mother, uh, I had such a healthy um, healthy model you know, of, of, of feminine energy in my life and I actually realized through, through the experiences that I had and the self-reflection that I had that uh, I have so much love for the feminine because of the relationship that I had with my mom and what I saw from here. Yeah. So I would always go out there and especially in the beginning, I, I got heard a, a, a lot from women because uh, uh, I, I could give so much love and actually provide the space for the feminine that they weren't used to it. And because back then I couldn't understand it. I was getting hurt so much by the feminine because they couldn't receive that love that I could give. Mm. So I had my own experiences through my twenties and, you know, add on top of the other things that I was facing with my PTSD yeah. and everything that, that trauma from there. Mm. But I never gave up. So I'm someone that I always lead with my heart open and I've been heartbroken a lot. But every yeah. time it actually gives me the opportunity to go even deeper and, and, mm. and get my, my heart well. even stronger. So. So the thing is, um, in regards to relationships, uh, I feel, especially for men, it's very important to connect with their hearts mm. because you have, you have the brain, you have the heart and you have the balls. If mm. you don't have a, a clear line of communication between the three, you will never be able actually to have a proper relationship with a feminine. Mm. So I'm lucky now with Beck uh, because she has put also so much work on herself that uh, when when we actually uh, came came together, mm. uh, it was actually so so interesting because, uh, I will never forget it actually, we actually met each other straight away, inner child to inner child.
0: Oh, inner child to inner child, Yeah, yeah, yeah like
2: it, it was so interesting because We both came out from so from from very long term relationship. So Beck was in a seven year long relationship and I was in probably four to four and a half Mm. plus the five kids that I had. And like it was a very intense experience and I had a lot of healing to go through Mm. after that breakup. So when we came together, we were at the same time, uh, probably same um, same uh, part of our journey. Mm. So as soon as we collided, like it was literally straight away, we saw each other in a child to in a child. Wow. And that has never happened before to me. And the way the way our relationship started, it was so beautiful, intense um, and unique.
0: Yeah, yeah. That I yeah. have
2: never experienced it. And we, we were both saying, saying before we actually go together that oh, I'm not going to go to another relationship. I'm just going to stay by myself and blah, blah, blah explore sexuality and all that stuff, mm. but as soon as that happened, it was so intense that we couldn't, we couldn't, we, we got literally, we got done as Beg as yeah. mentions yeah. like, you know, and for me, I always I'm uh, someone that I will surrender to that experience. I will never lose the opportunity to experience something powerful. Yeah. So, I had to make a decision also and, and you know, uh, allow myself to go there or close my heart because I was so heartbroken also
1: yeah.
2: and, and, and say no to something that potent. But I'm glad I did it because the healing that we both received and the experiences we had, the way we grew together, but at the same time, uh, everything that I knew that I could experience with a woman and the relationship that I can have I'm actually achieving it mm. so actually even through the conversations that we had i really want to work with couples like this is a big uh, mm. a big thing for me yeah so i, I see myself with back like especially mm. in the next one year to to really work with with couples like that because mm. you know i'm 37 she's 26 and i've been through a lot like i have a lot of experience in relationships yeah. and and i finally can get it right in all the right ways mm. you know in in sexuality, in the way we communicate, the way we can hold the space for each other. This is a big part. Um, I I feel feel, um, having the ability, first of all, the masculine, for me, the most important thing is all about presence. Mm. So if you you don't have the ability as a a man to be present with yourself and being solid, Mm. so no matter what the feminine does, because the feminine is the chaos, if you, can, if, you can, if you can still sit still in front of chaos, the feminine softens and can actually surrender and be, be the feminine. Yeah. So she doesn't have to go to her masculine. So a big part for us is really work on ourselves in that manner and have the ability to do that. Mm. So the thing is, through my relationship with Beck, I can be there for her and she can soft and surrender and can you know, be on her chaos and express her emotions and all that stuff but at the same time, she's the only woman I've ever had that she can actually provide the same space for me. Mm -hmm. And it's very important. That's why I mentioned in the beginning, women have to understand that they actually have to provide that for us in a sense, you know, because, you know, we always get attacked, you know, for not being good enough. And, you know, you're not doing this for me and this and that like, but if we don't feel safe also, we, we cannot go there.
1: You know, I believe
2: it's I believe it's very important Mm. and especially like, um, you know, it's so it's so hard to being a man, you know, nowadays, you know, you have to succeed in so many areas and, you know, like Mm -hmm. you almost have to be like a superhuman in a way. Yeah. And there's no uh, understanding and, you know, like of what we're going through. So again, that's why it's so important. Both both the men and women actually work on, on themselves. If that work does not happen in an individual level, I believe like there's going to be a lot of conflict and all the wrong things like in a relationship. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, if you if you are not willing to, to, to go through that and actually bring it together so you can grow together, you should not be in a relationship. Man.
0: Yeah, so that's don't... it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's why like uh, people put, put expectations on on each other and you know, they put the other party responsible for their happiness but you cannot have a healthy relationship yeah. like that, you know, there's codependency, there's trauma bonding, there's so many things that, you know, yeah, yeah. need to be understood, like,
1: you know. So essentially, you're, you're responsible for your own
2: happiness. You have yeah. to, you have yeah, to. Yeah. You have to take full responsibility for yourself in every level before you actually bring it in. And that's why... Um, you know, I, I see a lot of coaches also at the same time. And this is something that I did in the beginning also. And I always want to say something. I've been through every, every, every part of it. Yeah. A lot of the times as coaches, we we really have this need to, to, to coach people so we can cover our own deficiencies or insecurities mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And it comes from a place of actually feeling better af- about ourselves. Yeah. And you see a lot of people out there actually coaching um, so they can cover that, mm. so it's not genuine and there's a lot of times like the imposter syndrome, you know and there's a lot of it out there. Mm. so first do that work on yourself, be be in integrity and actually like um, practice what you preach yeah. and then put it together That's true you man. know and then yeah. you know you can actually become successful also, also as a coach you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. First, yeah, and and, and the process never stops. Even no matter what you do, even if you are a coach, a mentor, a a healer, no matter what you are, the process never stops, and that's the beauty of it. Like, you you can go 80, 90 years old, by the the day you die, you can still work on yourself. I don't really believe you're, you're, you're ever gonna be fully healed. That's
0: true. There's always
2: aspects of that, there's always things to deal with, there's always new situations that you have to go through and all that stuff, and, you know, in test experiences. So it's a process that I will never that, that's that's a beauty of life also. That's true. Yeah, yeah.
0: forever unfolding, right? Tell yeah, me about this tattoo, man. I've been looking <laughs> at this tattoo for about an hour. It's beautiful. Bro, that, that's a, that's the story a, behind
2: this. That's a podcast by itself. Could
0: you show it to the camera?
2: Yeah, yeah. So so actually so this one is the uh, it's the yeah, yeah it is that's beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Um, so this this is actually represents uh, my first ever Ayahuasca experience. Okay. And it, it was such a such a potent experience and such a it was pr- it's, it's probably still to that day. Yeah. Uh, the most beautiful experience I've ever had in my life. Okay. So that that experience it was just pure bliss and re- reconnection with self. And back then this was. Exactly three years ago, okay, yeah. I was still like so disconnected from myself and I was so addicted to pain and suffering that especially my my uh, I could not feel pleasure. So it was, it was really interesting. Mm. And through that experience, uh, in the end of that journey, all of a sudden I see myself from outside myself and it was actually the first time I actually had the experience of being the observer yeah. and understanding that I'm not my mind. So I was coming to the close of coming back to my body and all of a sudden I see myself outside myself and I see it felt almost uh, the self I was seeing it was inside my head. And I'm like, oh, okay." so I'm there. And all of a sudden I look down and I see this dark void. I'm like, oh, this is this is interesting. And as I look down, I realized that I was actually looking down all the way all the way down to my to my um, my lower uh, intestine space. And I, I see this light, I'm like, oh, I need to go and see. it. So all of a sudden I take this dive and I see myself like going through the dark void, diving down. And the closer I got, I started seeing this picture of myself and I'm like, okay, I need to go. I really need to go and see it. And I start going faster and faster and the closer I got, I literally saw myself. Uh, I saw this picture of myself, which is the favorite picture I have of when I was a kid. Yeah. I think I'm four years old there. And in, in, the, in the picture that I have, uh, I'm actually uh, very smiley, like I'm yeah. happy. But when I got close to the picture, I saw like this really sad face. And all of a sudden it dawned me because I realized what has happened. And all of a sudden I, I find myself say to the picture, it's okay little Theo, I understand what happened. And I'm gonna look after you from now on. I'm not gonna let anyone hurt you anymore. And I go and I had the picture and all of a sudden it brings me back and I literally find myself hiding Mm -hmm. my body in absolute bliss, laughing and crying at the same time, and every cell of my body completely exploded.
1: Oh, bro, that sounds amazing, yeah.
2: So imagine how profound was that.
1: Yeah.
2: And back then I didn't have any concept of inner child work or what inner child is and all that stuff, so Mm -hmm. basically, it showed me how disconnected I was from my inner child and how I shoved it down like so fucking deep inside mm. that I couldn't, I couldn't even allow it to come out and play. That's why I, I was so disconnected from my play and having fun and all that stuff. And I was always like so serious and I couldn't yeah. understand it. So yeah, so this represents literally, this is me in the middle, my, my kid. I'm getting held underneath and then I have the earth the ayahuasca tree and the jaguar at the back, which is my spirit animal that I saw through through the ceremony.
1: Oh wow damn
2: and this is on the feminine side because yeah. because the ayahuasca is the grandmother spirit, so that's why I put it on the left hand. And I, I put it here so I can actually see it consistently and remind me to stay connected with a kid inside of me. Okay. So yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's a, it a... That sounds like a beautiful experience. Yeah, it was such a powerful experience. I love yeah. how you
0: integrate that into your life. You said every morning you hug yourself to re-experience yeah. that... Yeah. Exact thing. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I and I found myself also like when I forget because I get so busy and tunnel vision and all that stuff, mm. I feel it straight away, like the impact that it has on my life if I'm not connected like that. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting.
0: <laughs> What's on the right side, by <laughs> chance?
2: So... So this one is from uh, from my encounters with uh, the grandfather, so the cactus, and what I put here. So you have the fire element, and this is my element. Despite I'm a Pisces, and mm-hmm. you know and
0: you I'm yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So so this one, yeah. Beautiful. So so you have here like this uh, this Native American warrior salmon. Mm-hmm. So you can see like he, he's actually like he has both the warrior element mm-hmm. and the and the shamanic. Uh, element also, but then you have the fire, which literally represents me. I'm always like really intense yeah. and, and uh, fiery. And I put it here on my, on my right hand, on my masculine, because I want to, uh, it always reminds me to be present and having that level of like solitude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. whenever I forget that and I get distracted and all the stuff, like I just look at it nice. so because it reminds me to be so both warrior and healer. Yeah. 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 Beautiful man. Yeah. And that's then nice I have story. this one at the back here, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which is which is another story. Oh, that's
0: pretty cool, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice,
2: yeah. And where did you see that, that one? I'm preparing now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
0: oh, you're
1: doing some more. some more? Yeah.
2: So I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a big one. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah.
1: Where whereabouts?
2: So actually, the the my friend that has done all of my tattoos, uh, Fabiano, uh, he, he's actually a legend. He, He's the one that actually sent me to, to, to have my first uh, Huatsuma experience. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So after that, like, yeah, yeah, all the, yeah,
0: all the experiences is with him. Okay, yeah. wow. Dude, sounds like a... Yeah. Right, man. He's a good brother. Many <laughs> man. <Manly, manly laughs> talents, yeah, dude. He's so a good Where brother. can people find you and reach out to you if you're looking to get in contact?
2: Yeah, so obviously social media and all the stuff. Uh, that It's always a big, uh, big problem for me, like yeah. uh, being af- uh, active and all that stuff because I'm always someone that I seek, like, Face-to-face interaction, all the Fair stuff, enough. but yeah. you know, hopefully, I will put it on 2022 as a as a goal to actually pursue that and be more active there and yeah. you know allow myself to be seen there more. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. But in general, because I'm so active in general, like out there, because of my work and everything, like I'm I'm everywhere, like you know. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you work on referrals mainly and stuff like that, just networking.
2: Yeah, referrals, and the thing is. Um, the the group of men that uh, my my roommates, which my they are my brothers, and we have such a strong uh, uh, we've created such a strong bond, and mm. it's the first proper brotherhood that I had in my life. So nice. they all have their own movements, and you know, consistently we bring in like more and more powerful men. So you know, like uh, so we good. always have like a men's night every every Thursday, and. Nice. You know, we bring it together and from that there's a lot of things like getting birth and all that stuff, so... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know,
2: there's a lot of movements through that that's happening. Yeah. One of them, actually, uh, tomorrow, me and Beg, we're gonna do a, a couples lap dance yeah. workshop. Yeah. Oh, nice. Because our friend... Uh, Chocolate daddy, Chocolate daddy Chocolate. he actually <laughs> has his movement and he teaches okay. men how to that's dance awesome. and do lap dance and all that stuff, so... Yeah. You know, there's so many things that we've explored and there's so many things that, you know... <laughs> yeah, that would be, be cool. That would be oh, cool to see. Be interesting yeah. to see. It's the first time, like, you know, because I explore sexuality a lot, but I've never explored myself through dance. Yeah. And this is something that I miss. So, this will give me the opportunity to connect with my partner in a way that I haven't before.
1: Yeah, you yeah. Know?
2: And through through that journey, like we're gonna be taught that choreography together and then we're gonna bring it bring it together. I'm gonna give her
1: a love dance and she's gonna give me one. So it's yeah. gonna be a very interesting experience. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, yeah. so did you ever do dancing before? Or this is the first time you're doing dancing.
2: Uh I've done I've done some stuff like uh, yeah. bachata or some other bits and pieces and all the stuff, like uh, mostly when I was in Greece. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I haven't explored it for a long time and this is something that I'm going to pursue. Yeah, this would this would be now, very interesting like, to yeah. see.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Want to
2: allow my body to, to move in all the different ways and all the stuff, you yeah. Know? I
1: think that's a very good way
2: to connect with your body, a hundred percent. And you know, especially for us men, a lot of the times we are very disconnected from our feminine energy, you yeah. know, we completely like neglect it. Mm. And it's a very important aspect because, like, you know, if you don't have the ability to flow and you know, like, create and all the stuff, like, you know, you really limit yourself a lot,
1: yeah. yeah so, yeah. it's one
2: of the ways that it's good to. Explore.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, would love to do dance on Because <laughs> yeah, Back in the day we used to you know, just dance around but not nothing like truly serious or yeah yeah. yeah. That sort of anything. Yeah. Well yeah. we throw a lot of parties so I we'll let yeah. you know, right? Yeah. We'll go we'll, we'll throw down until how to dance off. <laughs> 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 That's cool. That I would love yeah. that. Well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um thank you so much dude. It was thank uh, you. amazing to have you and um yeah, looking forward to it. Awesome, thank you so much for having now, me. I love you man. I love what yeah. you're both creating. Yeah, yeah. I love your energies and
2: Everything.
1: Yeah.
2: Everything even one of the visions that I had in one of my Ay- ayahuasca ceremonies It showed me the, the the actual tree
1: yeah,
2: and how it collects all the information through the roots from the whole planet and then the leaves and the, the the core and everything like everything that comes in contact with that from the animals the the insects and everything it it, it receives all that and then it receives everything from from the sky from the rain and all the stuff so imagine the, the the information just the the, the, tree. the,
0: the yeah yeah
2: and it's like it, it's really crazy. Yeah, yeah yeah when you have the experience you literally receive all that that's why you can see animals through the experience you can see all sorts of things there's so much magic that we can create and we, we can literally be so happy, connected with each other. You know, there's so much disconnection out there and we can literally create su- such powerful communities that we can bring together and create like magic because we are in paradise, but people cannot even see that, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Because what they're experiencing internally is fucking hell. <laughs> and that's what they bring out. And
1: that's years of program.
2: It starts from our parents because if our parents told us, you know, uh, Always question, even even me, you know, your 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 parent, of what I say and all the stuff, you know, and always feel what agrees with you. Yeah. If they taught us like this simple thing, this wouldn't happen, bro. Because you're gonna you're gonna by that you're trusting yourself. At the moment we don't trust ourselves. That's why we seek out there, you know, people to tell us what to do. Mm. Because from a young age we are conditioned like that, and you know. Too, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, that's a university. thing. To the other side, yeah